Good. Well, we're back this morning in John's Gospel, and we are seeing some of the amazing things that Jesus uh, can do so that we can respond to him in the right way. And a couple of weeks ago, Eleanor reminded us that signs uh, are things that point to stuff. Uh, The purpose of a sign is not to go, wow, what a great sign. Uh, It is to get to the destination. And if we just see the sign, uh, but we don't enjoy or discover what the sign points to, then we've kind of missed the point. Okay? Just imagine this morning you came across the following sign. Here it is. Meet the Queen. That'd be pretty exciting, wouldn't it? But imagine if you saw, you saw the sign and you learned something about her. You now know what she looks like. We didn't know what she looked like. But you never followed the sign to where it points to. You never got to know and enjoy getting to know the Queen. That would be, that'd be sad, wouldn't it? That would be really sad. Well, the signs that John records, these amazing miracles that Jesus does, are here so that we can get to know Jesus and believe in him and discover that he's God's king and he's God's rescuer and to have life through him. Well, this morning we're going to meet some people who missed the point. They enjoyed the sign that Jesus did, but they didn't get to experience and enjoy Jesus and discover that he's the one who brings life. But we're also going to meet someone who did, who who experienced the miracle, the sign, and did come to believe in Jesus and have life through him. Now, in a moment, we're going to have our Bible reading. Nice and slow, know me. And uh, we're going to explore the second sign in John's Gospel. But first, let's pray and ask that Jesus will show himself to us through this story so that we can get to know him and discover the life he wants to give us. Let's pray. Dear Jesus, as we explore this amazing miracle, this amazing sign, we want to know you for real and to enjoy your amazing offer of life. So please open our eyes, open our ears, and open our hearts to your words. And we pray this through Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, for our reading. So, So this morning's reading is from John chapter 4, and we're starting at verse 43. After the two days, he left for Galilee. Now Jesus himself had pointed out that a prophet has no honour in his own country. When he arrived in Galilee, the Galileans welcomed him. They had seen all that he had done in Jerusalem at the Passover festival, for they also had been there. Once more, he visited Cana in Galilee, where he had turned the water into wine. And there was a certain royal official whose son lay sick at Capernaum. When this man heard that Jesus had arrived in Galilee from Judea, he went to him and begged him to come and heal his son, who was close to death. 
Jesus told him, Unless you people see signs and wonders, you will never believe. The royal official said, Sir, come down before my child dies. Go, Jesus replied, your son will live. The man took Jesus at his word and departed. While he was still on the way, his servants met him with the news that his boy was living. When he inquired as to the time when his son got better, they said to him, Yesterday, at one in the afternoon, the fever left him. Then the father realised that this was the exact time at which Jesus had said to him, Your son will live. So he and his whole household believed. This was the second sign Jesus performed after coming from Judea to Galilee. This is the word of the Lord. Brilliant. Good. I think it's time for a quick quiz. Yeah, a quick quiz. Uh, It's a very simple quiz. It's a simple quiz. It's right response or wrong response, okay? Simple quiz. Right response or wrong response, okay? You've got to choose whether you think this is the right response or the wrong response, the right way to react or the wrong way to react to a particular thing. Okay, here's the first one. Okay, so a traffic warden asks you to move your car off a yellow line. Do you try and bribe them with sweets and money? Okay. Is that the right response or the wrong response? You think it's the right response, do you? Okay, right, okay. That's interesting. Anyone think that's the right response with Naomi? That's a relief. I think that's the wrong I think you have to move your car, don't you, really? Because they're the traffic warden. You've got to respond to the traffic warden in the right way and to bribe them, to try and give them money and sweets to let you off. That's not the right response, is it? Okay, you've got the idea now how this works. Right, next one. Uh, a lollipop lady bars the road in front of you. Do you run her over because she's in the way? Is that the right response or the wrong response? Anyone, anyone have a guess on that one? It's not a, it's not a hard one. Anyone got any ideas? Wrong response. I mean, if, if she looks that scary, it's definitely the wrong response, isn't it? Man, what a scary-looking lady. Right, next one. A stranger offers you a lift in their car and promises you sweets. You say, thank you, and you climb in. Is that a good response, the right response, or the wrong response? This is really important. This is definitely, definitely the wrong response. If someone you don't know says, get in your car, get in my car, I'll give you some sweets, you say, no, thank you, and you ask for help. Uh, say no to strangers. Right, okay. So far, so good. A, a policeman flashes his lights and turns on his siren bef- behind you. Do you increase your speed and try and race them? I don't know. I know somebody did that once. It wasn't a good idea, I don't think. Yeah. He thought he was flashing to get out of the way, and he tried to kind of speed up, and that actually was flashing him because he had a dodgy light, I think. Uh, right response or wrong response? Try and race the police car, see who wins. I think you're going to lose, aren't you? You think you're going to lose. Yeah, wrong response. Excellent. Okay. The station master tells you to stay away from the platform edge. You see how close you can get to the edge without falling. Right response or wrong response? One response, very good, excellent. Got the last one. Uh, the fireman tells you to leave the burning building. You go back inside to watch your favourite TV show. Is that the right response? 
or is that the wrong response? Done very well. You've got more rights. Very good. They, they are all the wrong response. And, and we are going to meet some people today, as I say, who make the wrong response to Jesus. But let me just backtrack a little bit and find out what's been happening before our story this morning. So Jesus has been in uh, Jerusalem, the capital, down in the south, and he's certainly got people's attention. Like, like the time he walked into the temple, that place where people got to meet with God, and he cleared out all the people who were selling stuff in the temple, making a profit. He, he acted like he was boss when it comes to meeting God. Well, the religious leaders who thought they really were the boss were not very happy. In fact, they were really cross. And they said, uh, show us some signs. Give us some proof that you can act like this as though you're in charge. And Jesus said, okay, I will give you a sign. He said... See the I will destroy this temple, and in three days, I will raise it again. Bit weird, isn't it? Well, we'll come back to that. But the, 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 they thought, the leaders thought, that's crazy. That is crazy. Our temple took almost 50 years to build. You reckon you can build it in three days? That would be some sign. That would be some sign. They laughed. Never can you do that. Now remember that sign, because we're going to come back to that a bit later on. I will give you a sign, says Jesus, to show you that I really am in charge when it comes to meeting and knowing God. Well, after his time in Jerusalem, Jesus went up from Jerusalem, there at the bottom, up north to Galilee. That's the place where Jesus had grown up. But before he gets there, he says something very interesting. He says, a prophet never gets any honour in his own town. Jesus is going back to his own town as a prophet, someone who speaks for God. And he said, in, 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 in his hometown, a prophet never gets any honour. Is Jesus right? Uh, well, when he got back to Galilee, uh, did he get a good response from the people there? Well, it looks a little bit like uh, he did. People crowded around to see him. They'd heard and seen what he'd done in Jerusalem, and they wanted to see some more. They couldn't wait to see Jesus do some more signs and miracles. Uh, maybe if he did some really cool stuff, then he'll put Galilee on the map. Stop people telling all those jokes about Nazareth and Galilee up north, the people up north. So did they honour him? Perhaps Jesus was wrong. Maybe they did honour him. But actually, Jesus was not fooled. He was not impressed with their response. It was the wrong response. And that becomes very clear in what happens next. So this man comes to, to Jesus. Uh, he's a, an important person. He's a royal official. Very important. He works for King Herod. And he comes to see Jesus. He's travelled many miles, about 15 miles probably, 
and he's come. Why has he come? Well, his son is really sick, really sick. In fact, he's so sick, he's on the point of dying. And, and he begs Jesus to act. He says, uh, please do one of your signs, one of your miracles. Come now. My son is dying. Make him better. Heal him. And this is where the, the big surprise of the story happens. The first big surprise. Jesus is asked to heal him. And Jesus, uh, his son, and Jesus responds, unless you people see signs and miracles, you will never believe. Unless you people see signs and miracles, you will never believe. Now, Jesus here is not just talking to uh, the man, the dad. He's talking to all the people listening. You want to see signs and miracles. And then you say you'll believe. Uh, you say that you're my followers, uh, yet that you believe in me. But actually, you don't really believe in me. You love the signs I do, the miracles I do, but actually you don't really love me. You don't really follow me. You, you might see me as a sign-doer, but not as the saviour and the king. And Jesus is right, I think. He, uh, these people aren't really honouring Jesus. They love the signs, but they can't see the one the sign is pointing to. Do you see what's going on here? And here's the thing. I think we can be a little bit like the crowd. Uh, we can look, can't we, like we believe in Jesus, that we honour him, but we only are really interested in Jesus when we've got a problem to fix, maybe. Or, or when we need something from him. When we want him to do something for us. And to make our plans work out. Maybe we think of Jesus as some kind of sign worker. Well, actually, we don't really follow him like he's the boss. He's the one in charge. We don't treat him as king. Uh, we're happy if he would do some signs for us, but we don't actually want to serve him as king. And that's not honouring Jesus. It's the wrong response. It's loving the signs, but not listening and loving Jesus. Maybe it's a good time to have a time where we say sorry to God for doing that, because we do, I think, do that. So we're going to have a time of confession, say sorry for the, for the wrong ways that we do respond uh, to Jesus. So we're going to say some words that appear on the screen. Let's say these together. Dear Father God, we are sorry for the times when we fail to honour you, when we don't listen to you, when we use you just to get what we want, when we live as if we are in charge and ignore Jesus our King. Please forgive us and change us. Please help us to know Jesus more so that we might truly love him and serve him. Thank you that Jesus died to pay for all our sins. Help us to live in the joy of knowing we are forgiven. For Jesus' sake. Amen. Well, we're going to sing a song now. It's a great song that helps us again to see who Jesus is and to show us what those signs that he does point to and reveal about him.
And if you remember what I said about Jesus saying that he would destroy the temple and build it in three days, listen out for three days in this song. That might be a clue as to what Jesus is talking about. Let's stand and sing, Jesus is the King. Anyone any three days? Any three days in that song? Good. Well, let's get back to our story. So we have this story of a man who's come to Jesus for him to uh, do a miracle, to go to his house and to heal this man's son. But will he really see who Jesus is? And will he really believe in him? Will he see the sign and that's it? Or will he get to know and trust Jesus? Well, let's put yourself, put yourself in the official's shoes. He's a, he's a desperate man, isn't he? Uh, I guess if he's a royal official, he's probably quite rich. So I'm sure he's tried the best doctors. Maybe he's gone private, gone to the nicest hospitals. But they can't help him. And now Jesus is his only hope. That's why somebody's come so far, 15 miles, uh, to seek Jesus. Well, if this man is just a, a sign seeker, like the others in the crowd, actually notice something. Jesus has compassion on him. He is very kind. He's willing uh, to act for him and for his son. And if we know anything about Jesus, whenever he acts or helps us, he always does so, not because we deserve it, but because... Jesus is very, very kind. He's very gracious. He's full of grace. Uh, he shows kindness and grace. That's what grace means to people who don't deserve it. Indeed, whenever he gives us good things, uh, they are always give good gifts that we don't earn, uh, we don't deserve. We aren't people who truly honour Jesus, and yet he gives us good things. He showers us with his grace. And actually, John, who's writing this story down, he said at the beginning of his gospel, that's actually what's true about Jesus. Whenever we glimpse something of him, we will see that he's full of kindness and grace. A kindness to those who deserve nothing from him. How amazing. Jesus is going to help this man. And I guess as we find out how he helps them, we want to go, wow, hallelujah. But did you notice Jesus doesn't quite do what this desperate man asks him to do? Did you spot that? The man said, didn't he, come to my house where my son is. He's desperate. He's very sick. Come to my house and please make him better. Ooh, but Jesus doesn't. He says, go, go. Your son will live. Your son will live. Jesus doesn't go to his house. He just says some words. Go, your son will live. Here's a bit of a spoiler alert. Okay? The man goes home. He does what Jesus says. And as he arrives home or gets near home, he meets some servants who say, your son, he's better. He's, he's, he's made a most remarkable recovery. Just like that. And the 
Official says, what time did that happen? So about, about, about one o'clock, just like that. One o'clock yesterday, one o'clock in the afternoon, he suddenly got better. And then the man remembers that's exactly the same time that Jesus said, go, your son will be healed. He will live. 15 miles away. Healed just like that. Here's a, a short drama. A little drama, just to hope you enjoy this. Uh, the Guild of Actors is coming together to, to put on a, a spectacular drama. Let's... Uh Doctor, Doctor, I'm so glad. I'm so glad you can see me. I, I, I'm desperate. Um, my, my son, he, he's, he's so sick. Um, I, 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 I couldn't bring him here because he was just so sick. Um, but you've got to help him. You've got to help him. Please, please you've, got, you've, got to, you've got to come um, and, 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 and see him right now and, and help him. He, he's, he's very sick. I, I, I don't know whether he will last. Uh, go. Your son will be fine. <laughs> that way, go. My son will be fine. Uh, he, he certainly wasn't fine when I saw him last. Um, and um, you, you don't even know what's wrong with him. I, I just said he'll be fine. Okay. Um, I couldn't even keep. He will be fine. What you I haven't told you what his symptoms are yet. I mean, well, what kind of doctor? Him, are you gonna go and see what's wrong with him? You're gonna, you know. I don't need to. What? No, 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 no. Stethoscope! You use it to do something. You don't stand there and say it's gonna be fine. What have you got a stethoscope for? I told you, it'll be fine. Is that not enough for you? Me medicine! Well, give him a He doesn't need medicine because he's fine. This is ridiculous! that happened you'd be pretty upset wouldn't you I was pretty upset didn't even see my my son who was sick <coughs> well if, if Jesus is kind if he shows grace to a desperate dad we also discover don't we that of course Jesus is very very powerful he just says the words he declares the boy is well and instantly, without, without, without examining him, without giving him any medicine, or even seeing him, he heals the sick son. Do you know any doctor who could do that? Just speaking and giving new life to someone literally on death's door, instantly, uh, completely. See, if Jesus says he can give us life in relationship with him, then this is, this is a sign, isn't it, that he can do that? This is a sign that he can do that. And we know, don't we, how the story ends. He gets home and his son is healed at exactly the time Jesus says, go, your son will live. 
But I was thinking there's something interesting about this story and about this dad. See, as Jesus says to the dad, go, your son will be healed. The fact is, the dad couldn't see, could he, that that was true. His son was healed. He, he, he couldn't ring up on his mobile phone and check. He had to walk 15 miles home, trusting that what Jesus said was true. He had to believe, didn't he, without seeing. And it was a long way home. Go, your son will live. And he had to take Jesus at his word. And in fact, that is exactly what he did. He took Jesus at his word and he went. And he walked those 15 miles home. The bottom line is he, he believed Jesus. He trusted Jesus' words, even when he couldn't see what those words would do. And wonderfully, even before he gets home, he discovers that his son is healed. And what happens at the end of the story is not only does he trust Jesus, this dad, but you notice his whole family trust Jesus too. They believe in him. And I think this is a belief that's much more than just belief in a sign or in a miracle. It's even more than believing that Jesus is an amazing healer. That's what the crowd believed. This goes much deeper. A, a, a belief that trusts Jesus' words and his promises, even when we can't see with our eyes. And actually, it echoes something else that happened earlier in this chapter of John's Gospel. Uh, Jesus meets a woman by a well, and although he does no amazing signs or miracles, she comes to see that Jesus is the saviour of the world, the Messiah, the King. And as she tells some of the people in her town, they come to believe in Jesus too. And that's real faith. Faith not just in a miracle, but faith in the one who is the Son of God, who's the King and God's rescuer. And so wonderfully in our story, not only does a man get his son back who's alive and healthy, but he gets to discover who Jesus is. And I think he gets to enjoy that gift of life in relationship with Jesus. We're going to sing again a song that reminds us that uh, Jesus is someone full of compassion full of kindness and grace, and he's also a mighty saviour. So let's stand and sing, Everyone Needs Compassion. Stand. Well, we started in with a, a quiz. Remember the quiz? Uh, right response, wrong response. But what's our response to, to Jesus when we see what he does and what he says? as we see this sign in John's Gospel. Well, I was thinking of some different kinds of responses that we could make uh, to Jesus as we draw to a close this morning. Different kinds of responses. So here's the first one. Here's the first one. And I wonder what you think about it. How do we respond to Jesus? Jesus is someone we just call, call on when we are in a fix and ignore him for most of the time. Is that, is that a right response to Jesus, do you think? I see some heads shaking. That's good. 
Jesus is someone who we can just call him when we're in a fix and ignore him uh, most of the time. Treating Jesus like he's just a fixer rather than our friend and king, that's the wrong response. That is the wrong response. It's a bit like me and the plumber. I'm not really on first name terms with my plumber. I only ever call him when the plumbing's broken. I wouldn't call him a friend. He's just someone who fixes stuff. And then I ignore him for most of the time. If we treat Jesus like that, then we've not honoured him, have we? We've not honoured him. That's the wrong response. I, I know lots of people who do treat Jesus like that. They just treat him as someone who can fix stuff. They're only interested when he can fix things for them. Actually, in this story, it's great, isn't it? This story, this man does come, doesn't he? Because he wants Jesus to fix something, his very sick son. But as he sees Jesus, he discovers he's much, much more. He is the king. He is the saviour and the life giver. That's the wrong response. Just calling on Jesus when we're in a fix. Maybe when we pray. We only ever pray when we need Jesus to do something for us. It's good to pray when we need him to do things for us, but that's only when we ever talk to him. Then we, we treat Jesus like he's, our, he's a fixer, but not our friend and our saviour and our king. Okay, here's another way of responding to Jesus. Uh, we won't believe in him until he gives us more evidence and signs. Perhaps you're one of the people, I won't believe until I see more evidence. Now, sometimes that's, that's, a, that's a good thing to want, isn't it? To look at evidence. And Jesus gives us evidence so we can trust him. Jump, jump, jump back to those religious leaders in the temple. They saw Jesus acting as the boss, didn't they? And they say, give us a sign so that we can believe. Actually, Jesus did lots of signs and they still didn't believe. But do you remember, back to our thing here. Do you remember Jesus said... I'll give you a sign. Destroy this temple and in three days I will raise it. What was Jesus talking about? Three days he will raise it. Did anyone know what he's talking about? Do you know what he's talking about? He's talking about his death. Jesus was talking about the day that he would die. He would be broken on a cross. To save us from our sin. He was going to show how compassionate and powerful he was by taking all the wrong things that we've done and dying. Being destroyed on the cross for us. But three days later, as he said, he was raised. He rose again from the dead. Jesus, I'll give you a sign about who I am, that I am the boss. I'm going to die and I'm going to rise again so that you can meet and know God. And I was thinking, if you're someone today saying, I need more signs, I need more evidence, that is the ultimate sign. That's the ultimate evidence that Jesus is not just a fixer, he is the saviour. And he's the king, and he's the one who can give us life in relationship, in friendship with him. See, Jesus wasn't talking about a building. He was talking about his body. That body being broken and three days rising again. 
Not surprising, when Jesus rose again, some of the people who were doubters became believers, didn't they? Do you remember Thomas? He didn't believe, but when he knew Jesus had risen from the dead, he became not a doubter, he became someone who truly believed in Jesus. My Lord, he said, and my God, to Jesus. So that's, that's there are two responses. I wonder whether you're someone who says, I need more evidence. Let me encourage you to look at the cross and at the resurrection, because that is the sign that Jesus really is the king. He is the saviour of the world. Another response. We will only believe and trust him if we can see what he's doing in our lives. We can walk, as it were, by sight. Maybe, maybe you are a Christian this morning. You're a follower of Jesus. And it's hard to see what God's doing in your life at the moment. It's tough. You can't make out, you can't see clearly why bad things have been happening, why difficult things have been happening. You say, I'm not sure I can keep going. But actually, in this story, we meet a man, doesn't he, who has to trust Jesus when he can't see always. Trust that he is compassionate, that he's powerful. And was that faith that man showed rewarded? It was, wasn't it? Jesus did do what he said he would do. He kept his promises. And actually, as we go through life as a Christian, often we have to trust Jesus when we can't see things. We go, I can't see heaven, but I'm trusting Jesus that he keeps his promise. I can't see the good that Jesus is doing in difficult things in my life, but I will trust Jesus when I can't see, because I know that he's kind and I know that is powerful. That dad discovered that even when he couldn't see, Jesus could be trusted. So let me urge you this morning, uh, if you're struggling to trust Jesus this week, then open the Bible, read it, and see what it says, and discover Jesus' power and kindness again. Particularly as you look at the cross, and you will know you can keep trusting Jesus, even when you can't see, when you have to walk by faith when you have to walk by faith. That is what we need to do, isn't it? We need to trust him and take him at his word, like the dad did, even when we can't see everything. That's the right response to Jesus. So let me encourage you this week, open the Bible, trust Jesus. He is powerful and he is kind. Lastly, very lastly, I thought I'd end up the challenge. a challenge? That for a challenge? Good. Jesus said something very interesting in John's Gospel, and I think this story bears this out. He said, if anyone chooses to hear and obey my words, they will know that I speak the truth. See, we often get it the other way around. We go, I, will, I will obey you, but first I need to experience you, to see you do amazing things. Actually, when we hear Jesus, and when we obey him, often that's when we see amazing things. So if you're someone saying, I would love to believe Jesus, I, I want to experience Jesus, well, let me encourage you, open up the Bible, meet Jesus, uh, hear him, and do what he says, and then you will know, then you will know that Jesus is trustworthy, he speaks the truth, he is who he claims to be. 
So there's your challenge for today, for this week. Each one of us, open the Bible, see what Jesus says, and let's do it. Trust him, even when we can't always see why it's there, but trust him. Because then we will discover that he is gracious and powerful. We will discover what it means to know him and to experience him. We're going to sing again. Uh, a great song. It's got actions. Uh, Jesus is greater than the greatest heroes. He is, isn't he? Not just because you can do miracles, but because he is the saviour. And this song picks up that theme again. Let's stand and let's sing. <laughs>